back with another one. If you're listening to this, you're hearing it on the audio side. So make sure to leave a rate and review. Uh, if you've already been rocking with the show, we do appreciate you. Remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you decide, you know what, I'm going to hold off on listening to it on the audio side, check out the video, uh, subscribe to us, hit that like button as well. Brian, um, things are heating up a little bit. Big fight this weekend, uh, but some news as well. So things are kind of bubbling in the boxing world. A lot of news, a lot of rumors. Uh, I don't know how much of it is real, but we have, uh, you know, some fights that may may not happen. We're not going to talk about some of them until they're more concrete. But there are some rumors going around about potential next opponents for Canelo Alvarez that may get announced. Potential next opponents for Terence Crawford that may get announced. So may have been onto something when we talked about this very I recently. Was. I was. Uh, but we'll, we'll <laughs> wait and see if it becomes official. Um, but. Other than that, I mean, there's also some interesting back and forth sort of feuds that we're going to get into. And the big fight that was announced earlier this week, um, well, announced previously, but made official. And that's going to be what we start with today. Anthony Joshua Francis Ngannou with another decent card coming out of Saudi Arabia. Now, I still have questions about the long term viability of putting all of boxing bids, big fights in Saudi Arabia. But, you know. We'll talk about uh, what what's what's happening in the sport right now. You got it locked on the mandatory. If you like the content, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. If you've already been rocking with the show, we do appreciate you. You can also find us on the audio side. And if you do, remember to leave a rate and review. Give us a five star. Lots to get into in the boxing world. Some news is bubbling. But most importantly, we got another fight. And uh, what has kind of been the epicenter of fights recently, Saudi Arabia, Anthony Joshua, Francis Ngannou. This is going down officially March 8th. And the undercard is actually pretty dope as well. Uh, but Brian, we saw Francis Ngannou fight pretty well against uh, Tyson Fury, who a lot of people said probably didn't train for it all the way through for those eight weeks. This is a fight, though, that we're getting against AJ. Are you excited for this fight? Do you think there's an appetite for it? I mean, considering that we were talking about this after he beat Otto Wallen to end the year. And one of the guys that I floated out there was he could fight Francis Agano. I said it literally like that. Francis Agano tweeted it out after the fight um, that, you know, they could get it on, whatever, whatever. And I was like, listen, if Anthony Joshua is looking for a, a money fight, this is probably the route to go. If Anthony Joshua is looking for an eventual world heavyweight title fight, I think fighting a guy that he should beat that knocked down the heavyweight champion of the world probably a smart business move considering that i believe the wbc has francis got ranked after that performance which you know the sport is a sport and then we have the element of you know saudi arabia uh putting on all these big fights now i have questions about the as i was saying on the audio piece of this the viability of that long term i feel like this is again one of these things that's a very interesting short-term money play that we tend to see again and again, not just in sports, but in the world. And I'm not sure about the staying power of it. But for now, all the big fights seem to be going there. And it kind of is what it is. In terms of the actual fight, I mean, I think Anthony Joshua is going to beat his ass. I don't think Anthony Joshua is going to train, you know, 
haphazardly like Tyson Fury did. I think because Tyson Fury clearly, like clearly watched the fight. Francis Agano even knows like he didn't take him that seriously. And Tyson Fury weighed, I believe, his heaviest ever for a fight or at least up there. I think Francis Ngannou um, is going to train hard. And, you know, I'm not going to say he can't give Anthony Joshua some problems because I've been critical of Anthony Joshua before with love, of course. And I just think Anthony Joshua um, is somebody who is going to train hard for this because he doesn't want to get embarrassed like Tyson Fury kind of was. And I think he'll dismiss Francis Ngannou. Um, and ultimately, what's going to be a captivating fight, if nothing else? It's early over here, if you're wondering why that took me so long to unmute my mic. But I was going to say, you know, I said when Francis Ngannou kind of shook Tyson Fury in that fight, I was like, we're going to get a bunch of stupid fights now. We're going to get a bunch of stupid fights that we don't really want to see. But this is a money grab, right? Like, he's going to stay busy. While he eventually, hopefully, ends up getting the winner of Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk. But this is another stupid fight. Why is Francis Ngannou ranked? I get it. I'm happy that he's getting the bread. That's what I'm happy for most for Francis yes. Ngannou because yes. he deserves it. So I'm all for that part. I don't care about this fight. I could care less. What does this do for Anthony Joshua? Ooh, you keep if he does. Right, because you know AJ's been in some situations where you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? He lost to Addy Ruiz, then he goes and like he has a dud performance, lost to Alexander Usyk twice. Yeah. And this is a guy, you know, don't get it twisted. I always say that Anthony Joshua has the best heavyweight resume, but this is a fight that I don't care about. Why do I want to see Anthony Joshua in the ring with Francis Ngannou? What does that do for me? Nothing. And this is every time a guy steps into the boxing ring, regardless, he's putting his life on the line. Why is he putting his life on the line and getting more mileage on his body against Francis Ngannou? Like, I know Deontay Wilder lost, but I'd rather see him and Deontay Wilder get it on. What Money. would you rather see? Francis Ngannou or Deontay Wilder? I think, but the thing is, AJ still brings in a lot of money. Sure. He's yeah. that guy in the UK still. People love him. But and I think but I think Francis Ngannou kind of won given that he 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 knocked down Tyson Fury. Yeah, I get like, that. Okay, the, great. The dope. Is there. Yeah. Okay, dope. Like, you know, that happened, but still, I don't care. <laughs> like <laughs> we all know that didn't look like the Tyson Fury that we know. Like yeah. Croc. Francis Ngani when he came out when he walked out I was like oh snap uh came out with uh last Al Bender and Kamaru Usman and I was like yo I'm, I'm rocking with Francis Ngani right now right but I just don't care for this fight it's like another stupid fight there's a better fight on this car Gilei Zhang versus Joseph Parker that's the one I want to see because I think Gilei Zhang can get it on with anyone in fact I would love to see Gilei Zhang and Anthony Joshua I think that's a better fight than Anthony Joshua and Francis Ngannou. Of course, people are going to run to the TV for this. And I think a lot of people are actually going to place their money on a guy like Francis Ngannou. I think I might even place some dollars on Francis Ngannou. <laughs> i got to watch this, right? Um, but this is not a fight that I'm necessarily interested in. I think it's a stupid fight. I want to see the best names in the sport fight the best fighters. And I know Deontay Wilder looks like father time caught up to him but that's still a fight that i think would make a lot of money that would generate a lot of attention but they're gonna go with francis and ganu and ganu's gonna make a lot of bread i'm happy for that but this is just not the fight i want to see but Gilei Zhang and joseph parker that's a banger right there 
And I think that one is the one that should be the main event. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, that one should get more attention, Brian. So I'm not looking forward to this fight. I could care less. Am I going to watch it? Yes. And I'll probably place some bread on Francis Ngannou because, I mean, why not? Um, Francis Ngannou, court in the box wreck. 33rd ranked heavyweight in the world out of 1,427, which is very high. Um, yeah, I I think I think Anthony Joshua has the potential to like just end this sort of hype train. And we'll see if Francis Ngano surprises and has another another moment or two in this fight, which I'm not discounting. I think he could actually have a couple moments because he's not he's not nobody, right? He is somebody who's trained in boxing for a while, former UFC heavyweight champion, different thing. And, you know, he does have power, if nothing else. And power in the heavyweight division, sometimes that's all you need. Um, I still think Anthony Joss was just all around better. Like, he clearly went out to make a statement against Otto Wallin, which left me feeling bad for Otto Wallin, who I thought could have been competitive in that fight. And he was not. Anthony Joshua was like, no, get the fuck out of here. I am, you know, having switch trainers again. I'm going to go out here and handle my part of the business that Deontay Wilder failed to do, which brings me to this. I think that Anthony Joshua wins this fight. If Francis Ngannou is decent enough, if he just doesn't get disposed of in the first round, and even if he does, I think this actually sets up for Deontay Wilder versus Francis Ngannou. I think Francis Ngannou could lose this fight and still get one more big money boxing fight. And that should be against Deontay Wilder for obvious reasons. I mean, Deontay Wilder is somebody that maybe Francis Agano could even win rounds against, and I still think it won't matter, um, assuming that he could still find it. Um, I think that if he loses this fight, that's probably the next logical bout. And then if he loses that one, I'm not sure where the boxing career goes from that point, right? I think if Deontay Wilder was to lose that one, are you talking about Francis Ngannou? Yes. Who? Who what? What happens to his career? You just said, I don't know where his career goes. Were you talking about Francis or are you talking about Deontay? No, I was talking about Francis. Okay. Um, also, because if you lose to Anthony Joshua, which I think he will, yeah. and then I think the logical next thing for the Saudis to do is have Deontay Wilder fight Francis Ngannou. And if Deontay Wilder knocks out Francis Ngannou as he should, you know, Joseph Parker's one thing. But, Joseph but Parker, you know what? Francis Ngannou looks a little bit, after that Deontay Wilder performance, I kind of give a little bit of the edge to Francis Ngannou because you're only better than your last performance, right? And Francis Ngannou looked, um, Francis Ngannou looked good, man. He, he looked good. And um, I think that's a fight. Unless Deontay Wilder, it is going to be a money grab. However, if Deontay Wilder was to lose that fight, then what would it's he over. do? He would he would just sail off into the sunset, and then we see him fight. I don't know Jake Paul next or something like that, <laughs> right? Like that. That's what that's what is happening here, Brian. This is what's <laughs> happening, and maybe in five years when Francis gets a little bit older, then he'll fight Jake Paul. Like this is this is what's happening right now, and maybe I sound like a boxing purist, but I I just I don't like seeing these fights. You know, I'll watch it because it's entertaining, but um, I do like Francis Ngannou. He's not a nobody. I mean, this guy's an absolute legend. That's why I, I like that he's getting the bread. But imagine he just fought Tyson Fury. Then he's going to fight Anthony Joshua. Then maybe he fights Deontay Wilder. What if he goes 0-3? And, and I'm like, yo, we he just... should. He probably yeah, should be Yeah, we're just seeing Francis Ngannou go 0-3. And, and hey, man, if he's going to make the bread, I'm all for it. But it's just not something I care for. 
Um, but let us know here at the mandatory. We want to know if you care. Um, you know, we don't want to hear me sit on this show talk about how I don't yeah, care about this fight. <laughs> I don't care though. Like, I'm sorry. I'd rather see something else. I'd rather see something else. And one of those fights is Jile Jing and Joseph Parker. Um, also Ray Vargas, Nick Ball on that card as well. Uh, Ray Vargas, an interesting name on this card because listen, we haven't seen Ray Vargas do anything since he got upset. If we're going to keep it real here. Right. His name has kind of gone under the radar. And this was supposed to be that dude. I had him winning against Oshaki Foster. I was completely, completely wrong. And Oshaki Foster is going to be fighting next month in your city, Brian. But, you know, what else do you think about this card? And uh, are you intrigued more about the undercard than the main event? Or are you just kind of like. I mean, from a from an entertainment perspective, I would say, like, I mean, Joshua and Ganu has more theater to it. Right. From a purist perspective, from a competitive perspective, like, no, Jale Zhang, Joseph Parker is the fight on this card. Um, I think I could separate those two things because I'm going to enjoy both of those two fights for different reasons. Jale Zhang, I think, is the true, and this is an overused term, but this applies to Jale Zhang. He is the boogeyman in the heavyweight division. He's okay. the guy that I don't think anyone should want to see. Don't care if it's Anthony Joshua. Don't care if it's Deontay Wilder. Don't care if it's Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk. I think that he is true boogeyman in the division. You could argue that he should be uh, undefeated because, boy, let me tell you, I remember watching pure robbery, pure robbery. There was a pure robbery that went down, and I said, I said that Deontay Wilder would knock out Joseph Parker. I think Zhang knocks out Joseph Parker in this fight. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to take Gilles uh, Zhang to win by KO, TKO. Uh, that's my early, early prediction. And even though he's like 40-something, dude still got it. Like, you know, he's going to walk you down. He's going to land some heavy shots, and he's going to take some shots as well. Like, Zhang is arguably one of the most entertaining fighters in this division. And I yeah. don't think he gets enough credit for it. Yeah, and here's the thing, too, that I really like about him. He knows, like, I can I can feel the urgency when he fights because he's 40 years old and has had a checkered injury history. He knows that this is his window. He's never been a bigger star. He's never been a champion before recently. He knocked out Joe Joyce multiple times in order yeah. to get here, and Joe Joyce was somebody that they were pushing as another one of these British heavyweights that's going to be the champion, et cetera, et cetera. And he ends up getting knocked out by Zelay Zhang, and Joe Joyce had knocked out Joseph Parker in a very impressive performance, right? So I think we're also bordering on, hey, we're giving Joseph Parker a little bit too much credit for, quote-unquote, figuring out Deontay Wilder, where I feel like Deontay Wilder just didn't have it. I feel like yeah. he was sort of like, he was looking for the knockout shot, was uber-hesitant. You know what I mean? It's like when you get older and you don't want to draw fouls anymore. <laughs> and it's also like all that mileage like he was in wars with tyson fury absolute Luis wars Ortiz also and so this is yeah that's a guy that that's a guy that i think can step into the ring and almost beat anybody at any given moment uh currently reminds me of how i felt about Luis ortiz around Luis ortiz's peak Except for there's times where Luis Ortiz now where I'm like, oh, dude, just retire. Like, he's such a warrior where I'm just like, oh, I just, I can't, I can't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't see you fight like that. But, um, you know, this is going to be an interesting card going down March 8th. And let us know in the comments below how you feel about this fight, who you're going to roll with. And if you're more hype about the undercard, then, of course, the main event, uh, like myself. Also, follow us at the Mandatory TKO and hit that like and subscribe button if you like the content. We got to move over 
over to some beef that's going on. This has been going on for quite some time. Uh, essentially since last year, since Ryan Garcia and Gervonta Tank Davis essentially fought and there was a post-fight interview and Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy Promotions were not at Ryan Garcia's side. Now, this feud, as you might call it, I like to call it beef, uh, <laughs> this is continuing. So Oscar De La Hoya, he did tweet out, and I'm going to actually um, go to his tweet. He said that Ryan Garcia and Jose Ramirez was close. Ryan Garcia then tweeted, and remember, this was all kind of confirmed as well by Michael Benson, but I'm going to get to the actual tweets. Um, Ryan Garcia tweeted, no Ramirez, let's make that clear. He then tweeted, <laughs> Ryan Garcia versus Oscar De La Hoya at this point. <laughs> so, Brian, what are your thoughts on Ryan Garcia saying no to Jose Ramirez, which I do believe would be a really good fight at 140. I don't know how much of an appetite there is for it because Jose Ramirez has been missing in action, but this would be a good fight at 140. So I'm not mad at Oscar De La Hoya for trying to make it happen but how do you feel about this beef that's going on between them? And of course, Oscar De La Hoya is going to try to make that happen because he just signed Jose Ramirez, right? And which is a, a big signing. Again, ESPN had the 140 <laughs> division, and it just gave it all up to basically uh, the zone, really. Um, yeah, that's I think, really telling to me. Yeah, like when we think about everything, even with what happened with Showtime, I don't want to get into that spiel. But all of it's all of it's very telling. But go on. Yeah, I, I think ultimately, um, look, Ryan Garcia, Jose Ramirez is a good fight. But I think Ryan Garcia's issue is he wants a money fight. They wanted Roly Romero. Oscar De La Hoya said that Roly Romero, who shouldn't have that title to begin with, uh, priced himself out, right? And whatever details he will eventually let us know, sure, okay, whatever. I don't particularly care that much because everyone prices themselves out in this sport and this is why fights don't get made ryan garcia jose ramirez is a good fight i think ryan garcia cares about money and making big fights which is why he wanted devin haney which is why roley ramiro is more appealing to him than jose ramirez other than the fact that hey he probably beats roley ramiro whereas jose ramirez would give ryan garcia some problems. a run for his money he would yes. give him a run for his money for sure that would be a very very tough fight for ryan garcia probably the toughest since tank davis yeah and i'm sure that ryan garcia doesn't want to fight arnold barbosa if he's not going to fight jose ramirez no disrespect because i think i think what he's looking at is just social media presence like he's looking at numbers right one of the well things here's he here's, here's the thing though if i'm if i'm ryan garcia and i'm not gonna fight jose ramirez i'm not fighting arnold barbosa jr in fact if right. i'm oscar de la hoya put jose ramirez and arnold barbosa jr right. in a fight yeah. that yeah. makes more sense mm -hmm. on the west coast put that on the west coast in fresno like how yeah. like that would that would just do numbers there and right. people would be hyped for it right but i i don't think necessarily for a a boxing nerd like myself, I would love to see Ryan Garcia and Jose Ramirez. But Absolutely. if Ryan Garcia is just about making bread, then that's not the fight to make. I don't think I think Ryan Garcia and Teofimo Lopez would probably be the money fight to make. But to your point, which Oscar De La Hoya also said he wanted. But to your point about Anthony Joshua earlier, if Ryan Garcia himself, like Anthony Joshua, is a big enough draw, why should the opponent matter? And it's because, remember, we had a conversation with somebody a year ago. I won't give up the person's name. 
And I'm not going to say that this is a, a, an actual thing. It's just a belief that some people have is that Ryan Garcia is trying to get out the sport early. So he's trying to make as much money as possible, which is not uncommon for, you know, some younger fighters. Uh, but it was phrased in a way like, hey, he primarily cares about like, you know, um, just maximizing the out the the income rather. I was going to say the outcome um, in terms of just making the biggest fights possible with names not necessarily just making the best fights um we'll see i i think i think jose ramirez would be a good one because again former champion at the division yeah. who had a shot at undisputed but you know i don't he didn't I, look I, like I, himself against josh taylor i just want to add that yeah. in it didn't look like the jose ramirez <laughs> that we're used to and last point is just what i hope is that ryan garcia doesn't just wait around in the in you know in the aftermath of this like if you're not gonna fight jose ramirez like don't wait around like get an opponent yeah i think for me for ryan garcia he definitely wants to make the money fights and to him that probably makes the most sense a lot of people also insinuate that listen he's not going to be in boxing for a really long time he might go into movies whatever right ryan garcia is that dude he has a huge social media presence however if we're talking about the ryan garcia and how he talks about how much he loves the sport and how much he wants to be a winner how serious he is since he's been training with Derek james then jose ramirez would be the fight right right or because Barbosa. Yeah, because that would actually give him more cachet. People would take him a little bit more seriously. If you have a guy like Jose Ramirez on your resume and you get the W, yeah, we're going to take you a little bit more seriously, right? Because if you think about 140, Ryan Garcia doesn't have the most crazy resume where you're like, he's the best at 140 or you're even placing him in, in that top five, right? Because when you actually take a look at other people's resumes, you're like, where do you place Ryan Garcia at 140? Like, do you place him in the top five? Top 10, probably not top five. Yeah. His best win was Oscar Duarte. And the guy that I held in high regard was Javier Fortuna. But that was because yeah. of his work at like featherweight. And former shit. champ. He was a former champ, right? right. Um, better at featherweight and super featherweight. Not fucking 140 or even 135 for that matter. For sure. But I just think that Ryan Garcia, if he wants to be taken more seriously in the sport, then he's got to make those type of fights. But if he's not going to make the fight with Jose Ramirez... And he's not going to make a fight with Arnold Barbosa Jr. He's probably not going to make a fight with a guy like Regis Progre. And I think the only fight that you're looking at is him and Teofimo Lopez at 140 pounds. Or him and Devin Haney. Because he's not going to fight Subriel Matias either, huh? He's not. He's not <laughs> going to make those fights. So if you take a look at 140, there's only two names that he's really gunning for. That it makes sense. Him and Teofimo Lopez and him and Devin Haney. And we know that Teofimo Lopez is not going to be the B-side. We know that Devin Haney's not going to be the B-side. Why should he? Right. Why should he right. be the B-side? So if Roley priced himself out, and I'm not surprised that Roley did that. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's only two fights to make at this division for Ryan. And it seems like he might be waiting around for a minute. Because I actually think Devin Haney is a guy that's like, yo, let's make these fights. Matchroom also has, uh, and this is the zone, so not Oscar De La Jolla, but Matchroom still has uh, Richardson Hitchens also. And I, I think if you're not That's fighting Jose fight. Ramirez, you're probably not fighting Richardson Hitchens. You're not, you're not fighting him. But no. The, these are all guys, by the way, that we're naming that Ryan Garcia should be probably fighting Richardson Hitchens, Arno Barbosa, Jose Ramirez. Other than Stubriel Matias. <laughs> Stubriel Matias, right? Uh Roly Romero, we mentioned, um, which would make sense. And I think I think of all the guys we're mentioning, that's probably the only one that Ryan Garcia would be the favorite against, unless a lot of people just 
look at the name and start betting him to beat Barbosa, betting him to beat Ramirez, I think most of us who like really that'd follow be crazy. the sport, that'd be yeah. crazy. Like I don't, th I don't think, I think the line for Jose Ramirez and Ryan Garcia might be a little bit close, but I would lean towards Jose because you know I how would. big of a fan of Jose that I am. Um, so for me, it's like, I think those are the fights he has to take, but when we're looking at the bigger picture, if it's just about the bread, there's only two fights at 140 pounds that he would make. And Teofimo Lopez, do you want to fight Ryan Garcia? Do you want to make the bread? And Devin Haney, there's always been uh, the back and forth there as well. I don't think I'm missing anyone else, but here at the Mandatory, we want to know how you feel about Ryan Garcia possibly taking Oscar De La Hoya on in the ring because um, he doesn't want to fight anyone else that Oscar De La Hoya is um, putting up to be like, you know what, Ryan, you got to fight this guy. Maybe you should fight this guy. It seems like he's denying all of those things. So let us know who you want Ryan Garcia to fight next and who you think he's going to fight next. Drop your comments below. Also, follow us on our social media platforms. We're at the Mandatory TKO. And if you like the content and you like the video, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Brian, any final thoughts before we get up and out of here? Yeah, this this feud uh, itself is really interesting between Ryan Garcia and Oscar De La Hoya. Um, curious to see where it goes. I feel like his days at Golden Boy have to be numbered. Uh, and I don't know the particulars of that contract, but I know that any contract is something you can get out of because, you know, I mean, deals are deals, but there's, there's always a way out. You never know. Maybe on a Jake Paul card, 2038 or something, Ryan Garcia and Oscar De La Hoya. You never know what we might see in this sport now. Uh, thanks so much for rocking with us. We'll be back with some more content soon. Uh, big fight this week as well on the women's side. We're going to have more for you on that. Thanks so much for rocking with us.